You're listening to another episode of Our Journey with Melanie and Chris. This is, this is, is, is the big podcast that we're going to talk about the 50s. So, yoo-hoo, I'm here with... Me, <laughs> Chris Avery. <laughs> So as I said in the last podcast, we definitely kept you on your edge because for two and a half weeks, there was no word about the 50. If you follow either me or Chris on Instagram, you would have seen tons of videos of the actual day of and a little bit before and after. But this is where we're going to dive into more of the details. And uh, so wherever you are, get comfortable, put some fuzzy socks on, open the window, grab some popcorn. Yep. Grab some popcorn, grab your friends, pet your cat or a dog. Pet your dog. Cats don't want to be pet. <laughs> we don't very, like cats. Very confusing. Listen. Anyway, this is where we're going to talk about the 50s. So, And if you don't have a dog or a cat, pet your kid. Yep. Just say, hey, hey, child of mine, come near so I can pet your head. Hey, wife, I need to pet your head. I was told by that on the podcast. There you go. Actually, women like to get their hair played with. Yes. I call it petting. She calls it play with my hair. But whatever. Either well, way. As long as it's not necking. Hell. <laughs> So let's kind of talk about chronologically how the 50 was. So really the day before, I guess we'll start there. The day before, do you, how are you feeling? October 9th, 2020. Yeah, I felt I mean, <laughs> No one can say this year. I said 2020. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. It's a lot of, lot of years. A lot of 20. Yeah, a lot of, in, a lot of ins and outs. Um, I felt nervous and excited and just... You know, un- uncertain, unpeaceful, unknown, because there was a lot I want. You know, was working that day. There was a lot of in my mind of, oh, I need to stretch for this length of time. I need to get my stuff prepped. I need to make sure this is done, that's done, so that way we can have the whole day cleared for Saturday to put in the energy. And so it was um, a lot of stuff to do. Same here. That morning, I woke up early, and for a few hours, I think at least three hours, I took all the chalk that I could find because I didn't order any on Amazon. So I had like the mini little chalk sticks that broke all the time. And so I went on the entire trail all the way from one end to the other, and I counted. I did 36 chalk something. So on some of them, I wrote hashtag Chris Avery Coaching or um, Anchor Up, Choose Your 50 choose your hard choose your why yeah and i always did 10 10 20 20 like follow the journey here and then his instagram handle some of them were motivational like you got this or connect with your why it was really cool it was awesome to see that and then we had another friend come out along the journey which i guess we'll get to in a minute so i won't uh get to yeah, that don't, what are you doing we're the day before and then i remember i i, I ran up like a no and one hour north to work with Sarah for party club stuff because the next day was a big day that we had events going on that she was handling. So I went up there to help out, came home, and we set up a running station, just made sure we have everything in our bin ready to go with our fuels, our gels, water, extra water, sunscreen. And and I was like, okay, what if the worst of the worst happened? So I had a little first aid kit. I had some medicine. We had some bandages, um, really anything, everything we could think of. Yes, that's how it worked. She set it up. I didn't set it up. I just but I said, watched come her here. set it up. I said, come here. Let's go through this together. Make sure I have everything. You know that we have these certain things. So if you need it, you can say, hey, I need X, Y, Z. And we had all X, Y, and Z. We did. 
And, and then we pet our dog and our cat, even though we, we don't, don't have, have those. Any. And then I pet my wife, and then we called it a day. Okay. <laughs> well, do you remember what time you went to bed? Um, I don't. I want to say it was around like 11 Midnight? or something. 11. Yeah, 11 or 12, somewhere in there. That's true. And I think I went to bed a little bit before you. Maybe I was in bed before you, but probably fell asleep around the same time. Yeah, the goal is to get like three to four hours of sleep, three to four and a half hours of sleep. Because, you know, the truth is you got to, well, I guess you don't have to. My whole game plan was from all the training was to get up because I don't, I don't, my energy doesn't last as long if I just get up and run on a fasted stomach. So I got up and I ate some food and again, got another stretch in, got a quick shower. And I think just you to woke up good. at four, yeah? I think it was around four, yeah. I got up and then I showered, um, got some food made, ate and then stretched um, <laughs> and just, you know, got the rest of the stuff prepared and then woke up Melanie. I think I woke up at 4.45 though to come out because, you know, the day of like the night before you get married, the night before you go to Disneyland, the night before a huge event, the night before a big deal, you don't How sleep as Disneyland well. How did Disneyland come into that big deal? Well, people are so excited. You're going to a park that you Chris ride, is not ride as on. much as a Disneyland lover <laughs> as most people out there that are listening. <laughs> I'm just bringing up like they can relate to that. They're like, oh man, I get so like excited. I, I love it went from marriage, firstborn, and then Disneyland. How do those all correlate? I never said firstborn. <laughs> hold born. on. Ella, hold, hold on. We need a vote out here. How does this all correlate? Oh my gosh. Okay. Anyway, so back to the principle of the examples that I brought up. You just, you don't sleep as well. So I think I slept, sure. I think I probably slept fine, but I know I woke up at 4.45 and I came out to the dark, barely lit living room and Chris was just sitting there eating a bowl of scrambled eggs. I was like, hey. <laughs> and rice, scrambled eggs and rice. Yep. Scrambled eggs, butter and rice. That's yep. what we went with. And he said, go back to bed for a little bit. I'll wake you up in a little bit. And then I it was think, like 45 minutes or an hour. And then I woke you back up. I think it was yeah. like around five something, I think. So now we're about like five, five thirty ish. We both are up making sure we have everything the last minute packing the bag of the cold items. So we, I think I made rice the day before. So we packed some rice so we could have actual food food. We, did, yep. we packed, um, I don't know, different kinds of food, fruit, things like that, that were just in the fridge. And yeah. And then we put the camera, we had to bring the camera. Of course, she didn't mention any of that, but cause she did film me the whole time. So she brought the camera and did all that work. Um, and then we packed up the car. Yeah. So I think our goal, what you were thinking is, I want to run by 6, I want to start running? Yeah, it was the goal was 6 a.m., you know, around 6 a.m. And since it was our own race, if you started later, not a big deal. Like someone, sure. our first friend that met us, we just had to coordinate with him, like, hey, this is where we are, this is when I'm leaving, so that yes. you can meet me in about five miles of the beginning. But other than that, it was kind of nice to not like, oh, hurry, we're going to miss the bus for the big race. And so the cool part was... We, we're running behind so you know we get out of here a little i don't know after six sometime and then we start driving down the road and of course melanie says no i guess not of course but melanie says oh my goodness or i could tell she like forgot something and i was like what did you forget and she said oh i have this cool uh window paint stuff i'm gonna put on the car that says like choose your 50 all all of our slogans and sayings and film crew and all this stuff uh, and so we end up turning back around and we're probably four minutes or three or four minutes from our house. And then we turn back around and get it. So, you know, another add another 10 minutes on. But the really cool part of the story is sometimes, you know, we want things to work out a certain way. We want like, oh, I'm going to start at six. 
or I'm going to start at 6.30 and they don't work out. And that can be stressful in a lot of situations. And that day it didn't work out. We were planning on 6. We got out there probably around 6.40 something or 6.30 something. Mm -hmm. And the cool part was we pull into a parking lot. A dark, cold parking lot in the very early morning. No one is there but us. Out at the you know farthest part where you can catch the Murdoch Trail coming back, which is a big long trail, is the one we use the, for the whole event. And uh, we get out of the car, and these other people pull up next to us, and we just start a conversation. Well, Chris was like, "Are you guys as crazy as me? What are you doing out here?" Yeah. So on the drive there, I was like, you know. Melanie was like, hey, how you feeling? I said, Very, you know, nervous, and I'd rather be home watching a movie, sleeping, whatever, anything. And I said, you know, there's very few cars out while we're driving at 6 o'clock in the morning. I said, who else is crazy enough to be out here doing this? So they pull up next to us, and we start a conversation. And, you know, we are talking, and they're like, oh, we're just, you know, we just planned on running our own half a marathon. And I was, and we were like, oh, that's crazy. We just planned to run uh, today as well. And they're like, oh, how far are you running? And we said, well, 50 miles. And they said, wow, you're a little bit more crazy than us. But it was really cool. And then, you know, Melanie can tell you the part that she's so going to tell you. So when they got out of the car, one of the guys was like, Melanie? And I go, wait, I, I couldn't think of his name. I knew it started with an R, but it was my friend from college that I went to college with. And him and I were hosts for a talent show. Like we hung out in the same friend group. I haven't seen him for years or connected with him. And he goes, what's up? <laughs> so it was like, it was such a cool time meeting them. They were, they planned their own run just like us, both very motivated people. Um, and so we all took a big picture together and I said, "You are you guys okay with being in our video? So I'll, we said three, two, one, and they started. And then we went back to kind of filming our own thing before Chris started. Yeah. And we took photos and stuff, but it was really cool just to run into these other people on that happened to be on the same day that we got there at pretty close to the same time. And boom, as we did that, we got to watch them leave and, you know, encourage them and root them on. And then we got you know, live on the journey and went out and got some and uh, started our own 50 journey and uh, chased some of them down and got to, you know, encourage each other a little bit all along the way. And then the journey began. Yeah. And keep in mind, Chris, this whole time he's been training has not ran with a light. He had never ran with a headlamp, with a flashlight in his hand. And sometimes, I mean, you all know if you've been following along that he runs at night or he runs, really, he's been training like at night because it's just cooler than um, of course it's freezing outside as we speak, but it wasn't that, that cool in the daytime. So he would usually run at night. So when we got in the Provo Canyon, he's like, Oh, this is really dark. Like I forget it's a lot darker in the Canyon. So super duper dark. But once we get out of the Canyon, it's cause like, there's no sun up yet. Cause it was so early in the morning. It was also cool out. Yes. And so we get to maybe like the mouth of the Canyon. It's, it's pretty light enough that we don't need any light help, but it was, how was running in the dark at the very beginning? Really, uh, how was what? What were your thoughts as you like actually started? Started your first few steps. Well, this is really happening. Like, I mean, it just you know, even if it's three or four months, I know that's not very long in li our lifetimes, but it's still you know, you you think about doing something three or four months from now, and it just slowly creeps up on you. So it was just amazing to have it be that day, and you know, started running, and there are there were other people clearly not running 50 miles but just r running that day on the trail in in that morning that time and so there were people with flashlights and stuff but it was just really dark it was very like peaceful and calming 
And uh, quiet. Yeah, it was very quiet. It helped put me in the zone. There wasn't a lot of people driving through the canyon, so there wasn't a lot of vehicle noise. Um, and Chris didn't run until very, very later. He usually never ran with music or motivational speaking mm. or anything in his ears. So keep in mind, like it, it, he feels it all. He sees it all. Hears it all. Yeah, good point. And and I didn't, you know, really run this with any audio. I think it was until about. 25 30 miles i think about there somewhere in that area 30 miles in or something like that halfway or over halfway i didn't run with any mm-hmm. and it made a big difference at that point because he's like he, i think you needed a boost yeah i agree just like when in mario kart when they eat that that mushroom that makes you go that was like your doo-doo-doos is this like a Disneyland reference again? I feel like I just said Mario I Kart. Like we're headed to Disneyland. You're such again. a Disney hater. My goodness, we're watching a princess movie after this. And after we finished the fifty, Melanie's like, "What are you going to do next?" And I said, "We're going to Disneyland." I wish that was not what I said. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Anyway, so okay, so we had a few people that we knew were going to meet to run or do a bicycle ride or whatever was their fifty. Once again, choose your fifty is the campaign that we had. It means. What is your hard? Because 50 miles was very freaking hard because Chris hates running, right? Amen? Amen. (laughs) And so he chose 50. So this whole thing was choose your 50. Like, I'm out here choosing my 50 at midnight. I am choosing it because I'm going to run 50 miles and I hate it and it's very hard and and it's really pushing me. So we encouraged other people to choose their 50. And so one of your clients and our friends, he said, like, what, what is his story behind bicycling? Uh, so he just hadn't he hadn't bicycled for years, and you know we were just talking. You know, we, were, we were doing some coaching, one on one coaching. And we we're just talking about the fifty coming up, and he's like, "Man, I I think I could borrow a bike from somebody. I could ride like five or ten miles." And you know, he's not in the best shape, and that's something he's working on. He's releasing weight. He is, you know, eating healthier. He's engaging in exercises, things he's never done before. He's getting vulnerable. He's doing things that are uncomfortable. And, you know, that's what it's all about is choosing your heart. So he said, hey, man, I'll come meet you in the morning, and I'll ride five miles with you there, and then I'll ride five miles back, so 10 miles. And he said, uh, you know, just tell me where we're going to meet. And so we set up a location, and Melanie set up all these apps with different people so they could locate me and, you know, find out where I'm running. Mm -hmm. And... So we started just contact, you know, through while we were running stuff, we would text and just tell them like, hey, I think I'll be out of the mouth of the canyon at this point. And then Mel, as she was videotaping stuff, she ran ran forward, drove forward and uh, met up with him. So that way that the, he was ready to go so we could make that connection and continue forward. And, you know, just running out of there was just very peaceful and um, and being in like just flow and finding that peaceful and relaxing state to watch the sun come up that was beautiful and just see the sun coming over your shoulder and mm-hmm. uh be running as it's just amazing to run in the dark and then have it get lighter and lighter and lighter run in the sunrise yeah yeah run in the sunrise and so you know running out of the canyon was beautiful get and it continues to get a little bit warmer which is nice because it was much cooler than when we were originally running and training for this and so then we ran out of the canyon and met up with cody and cody was so awesome what one one quick thing about it, because I know we have so much to go over, so we're only at mile five of this 50. <laughs> um, but one cool thing is that Cody said that he was, he drove all the way from Logan. So if you don't know Utah, he drove like 
Oh, I don't know it that well, but I think he drove an hour and a half to even get to our neck of the woods. But he drove more south to be with his friend where he borrowed the bike from. His car broke down. He said, oh, no, I need to make it. His friend, he borrowed his friend's car. Anyway, he did hashtag whatever it took and whatever it takes to get to that so that he could commit to choosing his 50, which was amazing. So he biked with us. He was wonderful. He even took a really cool video of Chris running and he's like, oh, I need to get that from him. And, um, and he's like, oh, look at this beast right in front of me. And he was just such a pleasant guy. And I think he had a great time choosing his heart. Yeah, he is. And we love him. And he like great financial guy. If anybody's interested in financial, you know, having more financial health, wealth and finances in your life. Uh, he's a great guy to reach out to. Uh, but yeah, he was definitely an encourager and, uh, yeah, and I said to him when he told me about the car breakdown thing, I just said, wow, man, I'm really proud of you for being here because it's just – it's so easy to have something, a small stumbling block or a big one, however you view it, but something in front of you that is this hurdle and it's easy for you to go like, oh, man, it's a hurdle and I'm just going to turn back around and go back to my house or do – you know, go back to my comfort zone. Quit. And, yeah, and quit and or just not show up because it wasn't – he didn't need to show up for himself and – at the end of the day, he did choose to do whatever it takes and show up. So we started that. We went, got, he got on his bike and we continued down the trail and we went another five miles down the trail. Um, and it was fun. It was nice to have him along. He just rode behind me most of the time and we had some good conversation with people as we went along. And there was these two ladies that, so there's a place at the Murdoch Trail where you have to cross where there's a light. And so we were across, you know, going across the light and he was making jokes with them. And then we continued on and we passed them again. And uh, they were just like, wow, what are you guys, what are you doing out here? And I said, well, I'm, I'm running 50 miles. And they said, how far are you? And I said, well, we're almost 10 miles into it. We got another 40 to go. And they said, well, that's amazing. Keep going. And they were just nice and encouraging. And it was fun conversation. So. Which was really cool. Because since, so now we're getting into the meat of the 50. Along the way, we had a few cool experiences. There was one guy that, was it this day or was it training? Oh, maybe it was training. But one guy was like running to lose weight. And so you yeah, said, was, cheer him on. That was a, yeah, a few weeks before. Okay. Well, anyway, there's just, there's so many cool things. When you're out getting it, other people are out getting it and you find them and you connect and you find kind of like shorthand teammates on the side. And since I had the window paint on my car, when we would stop and stretch a few times, I think maybe mile like 15 or between 10 and 15, you stopped to stretch and some ladies on a bike said, we keep seeing all this chalk. You got to tell us what is this? And at this point, we got these shirts made that say, what's your 50 on the front with Chris Avery coaching. And then on the back, it says, hashtag choose your 50 with the logo. And they, they're very bright. And Chris is, I mean, it's like a bright blue and Chris is wearing neon shorts, like highlighter shorts. And then he has cool shoes on and he's just rocking it. So it's very apparent like, oh, these are the people with the 50 and the chalk signs on it. So it was just neat along the way to tell people, hey, my husband's running 50 miles. Or even I would go, when I would go ahead and I would stand there with a camera and Gatorade bottle and stuff and a fanny pack like I looked like I was doing an event. And people would say, what are you here for? And it was just so fun to answer them. Like, look for the chalk. Follow my husband. We're running 50 miles. It was really fun. And so we just continued on the journey and, you know, stretched a, a good amount and refueled really well. And learned a lot from just training about that stuff and and how to manage it best and how to get after it and how to make sure you don't cramp up on mile 20 or 16 or 23 and have to call it a day. So we continued along the journey and then Cody left 
Uh, Michelle was the next person that yeah, we saw. Yeah, that's where I was headed. And so we ran into a lady named Michelle that we know really well. She's a great supporter. She's somebody I've coached for a long time. And she came out and she was. She just said, she was, hey, I was just watching you guys on social media. I knew it was the 50 day. And so she has the big chalk. And so she came out, wrote some cool stuff in chalk and uh, found my wife's car. And so I'm running down the trail and I'm like, who is with my wife? And then I'm trying to figure out whose car it is, and I so I finally get there, and I stop at that spot, and we talk for a little bit. And I stretch and get some refueling in, and then uh, she stayed around for, I don't know, probably 10 miles or so, or 15 miles, like just that morning session, I think it was about 10 miles, I think, um, roughly. And so, you know, I just got back on the trail and kept running and felt like we had a good pace and a good idea of what we were doing. Um, yeah. What what's the next on yours? Um, let's see. So Michelle was amazing. It was awesome that she brought chalk and she so she was she said <laughs> some random car pulled behind me and I was like, Oh no, is this an undercover cop? Because like if you understand, I did a few things that I don't normally do. I was on my phone a lot. I was constantly charging my phone because I was constantly uploading stories and keeping it as live as possible because we promised to the world that we would keep people updated as it went. And that could not just wait to the end of the day because that's, you know, we can't leave our followers hanging. And plus our well, families she, were watching. And she posted like 100 videos or something like that on the story. On my stories, yeah. So throughout the whole day, there were stories going up the whole time. And on each of them, I, I wanted to like tag Chris, tag Steph, do the hashtag. Um, write certain things, find the names. So I was very involved on that. Um, so anyway, this car pulled behind me and it was Michelle. She goes, I've been watching your story so I could kind of tell where you were. And it was just awesome. And that was a great support. And she goes, I want to, I want to keep following. So she followed us, like you said, for the next few stops. And then you were kind of getting closer to your turnaround point. Cause I remember there's one big dip that goes down and up as most dips do. <laughs> And I went to the other side of it and I was, I was doing a little story and I go, Hey everybody, I'm just here. And this is really fun. Here's a little insight for me. And I go, Oh crap. Like Chris runs. It seems so fast because I thought I got way ahead of him over here. Turns out there he is on the other side of the dip. So it was back to work. There was like no downtime because you're just so consistent on your pace. And the, and we practiced that a lot, you know, and the last week I, uh, oh, I got to post that video. But the last week we just did like five days of 10 miles just to see what 10 like because the whole point was to break down the 50 into five miles or 10 miles, whatever we needed to break it down to as we went and learned. But really our goal was to break it down at about 10 miles, so five, 10 milers and understand it that way. And so we did really well with that. Um, and then there was also another gentleman that we were running it with in a sense – he was he started a little bit before us and he was running fifty miles too and he didn't We've do, mentioned him before you could say his name. Oh, okay. His name's Shay and so he was part of our team, but he didn't really train as much as he hoped. He had an injury like a month before and he you know, like it, we didn't know if he was fully committed, even going up to it. But he kept telling us, like, "Hey, if my wife, if my kids had a gun to their head, like I would finish fifty miles, no problem." And, and we didn't know till the day before what his plans were yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, are you meeting with know. us? Yeah, are you meeting with us at the beginning and running alongside Chris, or are we staying around a certain house that's on the trail still, or are you going to run around your house? And we'll tell you why all this is important as we go. But so he started about forty minutes ahead of us. 
And he just decided, I'm going to do it around my house. I haven't been eating well. I may need to just pop into my house. And then. Started at 6 a.m. Yeah, then. started at roughly 6 a.m. And then he's, you know, I might, I might need to go into my house. I might need a restroom. It's just going to be easier for me to use that as a home station. So he stayed down in his area, which is about 20 minutes south of where we were starting at. Um, and so we continued on. We went through Glenview, Glen Park and all these other great places. And we got to the turnaround point. And Mel said, you're halfway there. And I said, no, I'm not. Because the turnaround <laughs> point was technically about 23 miles out of the canyon. Because the whole point was to go back up to the top of the canyon. And then back out to the opening of the canyon to finish. So we were technically 23 miles roughly in. But it seemed really cool that he ran from inside Provo Canyon. And if, if look this up as we're going. Get on your phone right now and look this up. Provo Canyon, Vivian Park, all the way through. Let's go through the cities. There's... Provo, technically, that you're coming into, then Orem, then Pleasant Grove, Linden, American Fork, Lehigh, and you end almost, I don't know what's after Lehigh, but you go all the way through Lehigh, Highland. basically. Oh, Highland, Lehigh. Highland. It's wild. He went through all these cities. It was just, it was a neat time. And that's, I have like one of the best pictures of you, and then there's me and the reflection of your cool sunglasses, and you're smiling. You're like, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, it's just, I think the pace was slower than I hoped at that point because we were spending a lot of time stretching because, again, I realized when we were training that when I ran the marathon with no training, I could push through the pain. Like, hey, no problem. But I knew 26.2 miles is a way different beast than 20, uh, than 50 miles. And so when we got to 23 miles, I think it was just one of those realizations of, man, we're getting close. We're almost halfway to 50 and we can do it. And so we turned around and Mel said, and then, you know, Mel drove forward and set up a nice place where around where I'd hit 25 roughly miles that I could take a good rest where I'd eat something. It was I, next to a bathroom in the shade. Yeah. Yeah. And to be honest, I didn't use the bathroom much when I was running, but there was three times I had to use the restroom. Uh, so I'm glad we had restrooms available to use. So we stopped there around 25 miles. I took about a 40 minute, really, I think I took about an hour break. Uh, it really was an hour. You were plus. stretching, refueling, and then I think you like took a nap for about yeah, 15 like minutes. 15 I set minute, a timer. 15 minute, like meditation. So 15 minutes, just refocused, get mental clarity. So it ended up being, I think, over an hour by the time I stretched a relaxed and then uh, brushed my teeth that was something i realized before like mm. oh my goodness these gels and all this stuff this <laughs> proteins go to your mouth it just makes your mouth taste nasty and those to me it's the, those little things that can eat away at you when you're doing something for so long and when you're already pushing through so much pain and you're already doing something so hard that you want to look and go what are the small things that i can get at a, like what what are the small things I can take out of the equation that I don't have to use to like suffer and go like oh my goodness I hate my mouth like I hate this taste one other thing was drinking water out of a tube for so many hours you from get, a camel pack yeah you just go like I'm tired of drinking out of a tube so we put water in a bottle so I could just drink water out of a bottle so you could get a good good swig of water uh whenever I stopped it that was truly helpful yeah and so, you don't really think about those things unless you're training and running this much I think. yeah i agree and so then we got back on the trail and continued on the journey and the cool part was a guy that was you know while we were running uh we had several people on a text feed and it's not that i was sitting there checking my phone all the time but when i stopped occasionally i would check my phone and i wouldn't respond to a lot of it but it was cool like hey 
you know, the guy, Shay, he's in down in Provo area, 15, 20 minutes from us. And, hey, here's where I'm at miles-wise. Oh, cool, here's where I'm at. And then we had another guy that was going to meet up with me that was going to run about the last 20. And, you know, he was just – he was working that day, but he was sending out texts and encouraging both of us. And mm-hmm. so it was really cool just to track where we were at compared to Shay. And Shay was running, you know, mile, so he didn't – he walked a lot of it. And that's how he really chose his 50 to do his 50 and finish his 50. Like there was some jogging, I think, in between, some shuffling like cl- Cliff. If you don't know what that lo- is, you can look it up. Uh, but he really had his own journey, and that's the reason he wanted to ha- do it on his own. But we were doing it together through just virtual, the, the virtual reality that we live in today with just text and stuff. And it was great to, to see that from each other and encourage it and just inspire each other that way. And so we got back on the trail at 25 and – continue down the road and before we get to the next person who met us which will soon be jason is his name um he was the one that was at work while we were all running and out during the day so at one point he texted like man i hate this i wish i was out with my team and shay said man you're where you need to be right now and then i told him hey like you're playing one of the most vital parts you're going to be with chris at the end of his 50 miles where he might need you the most and it was just it was just perfect. Like Shay had this energy that he was pushing all throughout Provo that was coming up to wherever we were through all of his texts and his updates and his encouragement and words. And then we had Michelle along the way and Cody along the way just to like boost that energy because if this was solely you are on your own, it's a way different experience than if you're around some people and around some energy boosters. And it was just, it was amazing throughout the whole day that we had just like a burst of energy, a burst of energy, a burst of energy, rather than it's just Chris and me and I'm filming him and I can only be so excited so much before I'm saying the same things like, you got this. Soon enough, it's like, okay, whatever. What else, what else do you got? Let's go, <laughs> you know? And so we continue back on the journey and, you know, we're in the mile 25 now. And so then we're getting into the higher 20s and my whole left hip flexor from the glute to the inner thigh to just, you know, that whole area just really tightens up and starts to give me a nice cramp and like just extreme pain when I'm running. Extreme. And like when I'm running and then, you know, you, you stop so you can walk or get a little stretch in and then it comes back and really it, it would go away a little bit. And when I, when I say go away, I mean the pain would lessen a little bit when I was running and so we'd continue on that, and then uh, we had, you know, stop. And so eventually around mile 28, I stopped every couple miles for a while, probably from about 20 to about 35-ish. I'd stop and stretch every couple miles and, you know, roll on a lacrosse ball, and that's when Jason met up with us was right around the mile <laughs> Wait, 30. can I tell yeah. you how Jason met up with us? You and I stopped at a place where you usually stop and stretch. Oh, yeah. You got out and stopped to stretch. You did your thing. But at this point, you were just like, I'm just feeling so much pain. I want to stretch and I want to go. And it came to a point where like Jason was – Jason and Laura, his girlfriend Laura, amazing people. Laura's amazing. So she was there with us for a little bit too. They got lost. They got a little lost. But they were literally less than 60 seconds away from pulling up to where we Mm. were so that Jason could run with you. And I said, 
I ran up to the car right when they came in the lot and I said, Jason, Chris just had to go. And he goes, I'll get him. I'll go. And so he threw everything into the car. He didn't even take his water, didn't take anything else. And he's like, I'll catch him. Was that him? I saw him. I'll catch him. So he like sprinted up towards you to run with you. Yeah, he caught me quick. <laughs> the next time we saw you guys, that's when you stopped to stretch and he could actually get fuels or water, gel or whatever he was doing in, in Laura's car. <laughs> yeah, so he was amazing. So he caught up to me. Uh, we had some good exchange, you know, and I just explained, you know, where I was at pain wise, where I was at, you know, here's how the, the rest of this 50 or, and not the rest of 50, but here until we figure this out, this is what it's going to look like. So we continued with the, you know, jog until I can't jog anymore, walk, uh, pace. And then we got, I don't know, another Mm. couple miles down the road. You want to say something? Can I share something? It was during this time at the beginning because Laura was still with us. She didn't. She couldn't finish the entire fifty because she had to go home and take care of her dog. But when she was with us, when Jason first started running with you, the, your last twenty miles, two things. One, he didn't know how long he was going to be running for. Right? right. Like, tell that real quick. Oh yeah, he just. I mean, he. So he had some health issues come up during the training, so he wasn't able to do. He wanted to do twenty five miles, and you know, really he from doctors telling him he shouldn't be running more than really about five miles in a day. So, you know, we're, as the week's coming up, we're exchanging texts and talking just in person and over the phone and, you know, well, I'll do five. Well, you know, I'll probably end up doing about 10, you know, maybe I'll do 15, you know? And I said, well, great. By the time you meet me with me at the end, I'll be walking, running a slow pace anyway. So it'll be less strenuous on your body. So maybe it won't affect you or impact you as much in a negative way. And, you know, so, you know, the day of, well, bro, I'm going to do about like the last 15 or 20 with you, you know, we'll see where we meet up. And I was like, okay, great. And Laura didn't even know that. She's like, all right, we're going to go support him, jump in my car. They came to us. And well, she goes, he said, he said to her like, hey, we're going to go support Chris. And she didn't know that was actually running. So there was a lot of like, I mean, obviously you want to be careful with your body. Like Jason, we, don't, we didn't know what was going to happen. I was a little nervous he was out there, but I knew that he had the attitude and the spirit that his body would not let him down because his mind was so strong and he was ready to be there with you, for Definitely. you. One of the me- most mentally strong people I know. Oh, yeah. Um, and so he showed up, like, like Mel said, he caught me. We ran a couple more miles, and then that's where I stopped, and I said, I got to roll again. I got to stretch. I got to use the lacrosse ball. My hip is uh, just torn up at this point. And so we just continued the next, oh, I don't know, about five miles after that, just running, walking, running, walking. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Go, one no, more no, thing before you can go. And another thing about this part is Chris, at some point, it got to a point where when he was stopping every couple of miles to stretch, and if I'm jumping ahead, let me know. Yeah. But I would like hurry and get the mat out, get the lunchbox of all the different fuels, but get the lacrosse ball and have everything set up so just in case he wanted to stop where we were, he could stretch. And there came a time that you said, F it, I'm done with it. I'm going to go through this pain because I'm tired of stopping. I need to just keep going. And like I could tell you were very furious. It wasn't at me. It was at the situation. Not even furious. You were just like, you were ready to go home. <laughs> I think I think you said those words. You said, I'm ready to be done with this. Yeah. You're and, very stern. And it's not about going home as much. It, it What it is, is to me, and, it, and I said this to Jason while we were running in between these times. And I said, you know, I turned to him. He left for a little bit to go get his car and do a thing that he needed to do. And then he came back even. Uh, that's just how amazing it was. Like he ran with me for a while, then left, came back. Um, did that twice, but anyway, so he left and he came back one, the first time. And I said, you know, I, I failed and he goes, Oh, oh like you haven't failed. And 
a long time ago, a night a guy named Michael Burnoff woke him up. If you haven't, he's you know a great guy. He understands the brain and how it works, and just impacted my life in a great way. I, I wouldn't be doing this kind of stuff without him, uh, without his mindset and what he taught me. And so, failure is just feedback. And you know, I realize there's things that I will do different the next fifty I run. And yes, there will be a next fifty. There wasn't a one and done. I'm not a used to be, uh, so I'm not going to used to be. Make don't make no honey, so I'm going to keep making honey. And so, hold on, say that okay. one more time. Uh, Mic so, drop. So Le- Les Brown says, "Used to be every, you know, he he says you talk to people and they're like, oh, I used to do this and I used to do that. I used to be this and I used to be that. He goes, used to bees don't make no honey. Woo! So I I ain't gonna be used to be. So we'll continue on the fifty. We have way bigger things coming up this year, um, and just more consistent big like choose your fifty things we'll coming tell you up. Later. Yeah, yeah, you can tune in later for that. And so while we're running, you know, like. A lot of emotion, 35 miles in, 15 miles to go, a lot of emotions coming to this point. Uh, just understanding that w- it will be done. Like, I never thought we want it finished, but it, at one, you know, there's a thing of, it, you know, the, hey, no, no matter what, I'll finish. And then there's a thing of you're in a tremendous amount of pain and you still know you're going to finish. And the, when, you know, I said, fuck it, I'm done, let's go. Can I curse on this? I don't, I don't well, know. too late now. If I did, earmuffs. Yeah, earmuffs. <laughs> uh, when I said that, you know, the truth of the matter was I realized I failed because I wanted to run it different and I will do it different next time. And I wanted the pace to be faster. But it, the truth is I said to Jason, you know, Jason's like, well, it kind of, you know, sucks that you're in this much pain. I said, you know, I didn't come out to run a 50 to finish it, expecting it to do it with no pain. I said, I came out to find the pain and learn how to like accept it and grow through it and have it prepare me and grow me for life. And so we were running, you know, for a while and it like the failure is just feedback. So I was grateful for the failure because now I learned more about myself. Just like every time we trained, there were parts we failed on so we could learn how to do it better. And so, you know, we continued on, we hit mile and And the truth is when I got to mile 35, like I think we stretched a little bit and then that was where I was like, I'm done. Let's just go. Maybe it was a little bit before that even. And as we continued, Jason left again at that part. So mile like 35 to 40 was just me. And there's, yeah, yeah. You go, I want to say something about this part, but you go. Okay. So there's certain parts on the run where, and just in, you know, this is, I think a metaphor for life too, but during the run where you are in pain even, but you're just like, I got this. Like my pace sped up and I was running more and I was walking less and I was like, I got this. I'm going to do this, you know? And then there's parts where you're like, oh man, you know, this will be the mile 35, mile 36, mile 37, mile 40. This will be the rest of the race. And then you hit another wall where you get to mile 40 and you're, and you're like, wow, that is definitely not going to be the pace for the rest of this. Go ahead. So during this time, it was the last time that Jason left before he finished with you and with, with everything. Um, but it was at that time where you sped up. I saw you at the point that you turned onto the road that goes straight into the canyon. And it was a little bit like just, just around, what is that, like less than 10 miles to go. But it was before Jason met with us. Um but I think you and I both got a little bit emotional a couple times that we saw each other. Just you were you were in awe. I was in awe when you were running where the very beautiful trees were that kind of had that rustic color that was near the cemetery. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when you were running there? I remember like driving and recording you and like tearing up a little bit because this was just such a neat um, like a triumph. And you weren't even done yet. And I just I 
at that point, I remember my mom called me because we, you have to understand, like our families are watching this too. And so my mom called me, your dad called and they texted and we have family texting and on the group text going, go Chris. Like we're so excited. We're watching the stories. When my mom called, she said, how's it going? I was like, mom, we're getting emotional over here. This is so crazy. I'll talk to you later. And it was, it was just so surreal. And I was really excited that this wasn't the last 50 yeah, and so we that was about 12 miles out, I think. And so, you know, I run another couple miles. Jason comes back. We meet up. We um, just stop for a second and just live in the moment, you know. I mean, it's easy to get caught up in, like, I want to hit the finish line. I think this is a metaphor again for life. But it's easy to go, like, oh, I got to get to this place. I got to get to this place. That's where the happy and joy from comes from. But it, it's really the the process is where the joy comes from. That's where the happiness comes from. That's where like when you're in pain and you can recognize and accept it and go like, man, I'm, what am I here to learn from this? How do I grow from this? That's what it, that's like the beauty of life. It's not the finish line. If you're waiting to get to the finish line, first of all, there's no finish line in life. That's called death. And second of all, if you're waiting for the finish line, you're never going to be happy because you're always going to be waiting till you get to this point where that you, where you put like, Hey, happiness is where here I got to get there to get it. And so we stopped around, that was about 10 miles left. We were at the mouth of the canyon and it was go time. So Jason and I got back on track and, and, uh, oh, and the sun was setting. Oh yeah. The sun, the was sun, the yeah, sun yeah, had no. set by this point. Yeah. The so sun was setting for sure. Well, how was, was it cool running to the sun? You know, the sunrise was amazing. How was the sunset? Yeah, it was beautiful. I mean, it's, it's wonderful. You're going to the canyon. So it gets darker quicker, but it was, you know, that was right where the sun was giving its last energy out and for the day. And so we, uh, buckled up our shoes there's no buckles but okay <laughs> <laughs> pilgrim <laughs> um and so and when when he left with his girlfriend because laura left and didn't come back for that part he, he they had a little conversation and her her laura's brother has run like ultra marathons 100 plus miles and anything over 100 miles they make you have run like right around 100 miles they make you have a pacer so somebody that stays with you because one of the things when you do 50 plus miles you can start to hallucinate over 50 miles so they always make you have a pacer so you don't go off the trail and just you know get loopy and you know do anything that could impact your life in a negative way and they also help you keep pace of walk run walk run walk run and so, you know, Jason comes back and he's like, all right, man, I wasn't doing good because one thing I said before he left, I said, this isn't a diss to you, but I'm walking too much because we're talking and I need to run more and, and walk less. And I said, when, and when he left, I did, I ran more and walked less. So he came back with that mindset and that purpose to help me as a teammate. So we started running more and he's like, Hey man, I'm going to pace you. So whenever you're ready to run, I'm going to run with you and then we'll walk and then I'll encourage you to run. And so that really helped so we went five miles up into the canyon and the plan was to come five miles back um and so we ran and i mean at this point it's getting extremely windy the storm like a storm is coming because the truth of the matter is we were concerned that there may be snow and rain that day because the weather report kept saying that you know at some time later in the evening and we didn't know what time we'd finish rain or snow was coming and with this, since it was so dark, me with my janky wood headlight that was working at the time, because <laughs> the headlight went out recently. And the batteries die in the flashlight that she's been using the whole time as soon as we start in the morning, oh, remember? Oh, the second we start. Oh, yeah, that's remember, right. Yeah. Like, my big you're utility. Like, you're like, oh, great. The batteries just died something we didn't think of. Yeah. So, so I did my best to do 
I guessed where they were at this point because I think I didn't I couldn't follow you guys anymore. My phone was like on the verge of dying the whole last half of it because I kept having to recharge it, recharge it, and charge it in the car, and the car was struggling. Anyway, at this point, everything's exhausted. We're just ready. So I found I remember a couple spots that I was like, well, I'll turn on my brights and I hopefully like I want I want to record them walking through, but all I see is one second because it's all through the bushes and it's across the river that I'm shining a light on the mountain. I hope that they're riding by. And it was it was a wild goose chase to find you guys. And then I, I think I found you when you're on your way back. And I think this is where you're going to talk about your speed walk. Oh, yeah. And so really, so we're, you know, mile 40 to mile 45, we're going uphill to the top of the canyon. So we get up there and I can tell Melanie is in the parking lot that we're going to turn around in. And she starts pulling out. So we speed up and chase her a little bit because she's driving away back to go down the highway. It was pitch black. I couldn't see anything. Right, and she's not, like, we thought she knew where we were. She saw us, but she didn't. So we finally caught her before she went out on the main highway, and we stopped there for a second. And my first thought is, okay, I'm done with this. I'm done with, like, I'm done with the 50 miles. It's, we're only 45 miles in, but I'm just done mentally. I'm like, like, okay. You just said the words only 45 miles in. (laughs) And so my thought is, you know, I I never was going to give into this, but my, my mind said, you know, hey, it's 45 miles. Like nobody would dish you for running 45 miles. Let's just get in the car and call tonight. But we got, went to the bathroom, we refueled and we said, whatever it's going to take these, you know, my pace slowed down from after 40 miles quite a bit like the 40 to 45 was decent but the last five was it was even decent but it was much slower because we sped but we sped walked the whole last five miles so we turned back around we knew exactly where we needed to be and uh we started one thing real quick where you turned around this is where we started the race this is the exact start so it was really surreal to go can you imagine we were here so many hours ago at 6 a.m. and now you're here when it's dark like you've been up the whole time the sun was up you were in motion good point yeah that's and that's really cool to think of and you know like again the pain doesn't quit when you're doing these long distance runs it's not so the pain eventually left or mostly left my hip but yet then it transfers like to your hamstrings and your calves and every you know other things start to tighten up and every because I'm sure you're again like using your calves more, using your hamstrings more because you're trying to, you know, compensate for the pain and then it moves to somewhere else. And so on the way up, we were just, you know, both cramping up in different areas. And then we turn back around and we're about, you know, um, we're walking, speed walking like crazy and, and a little light jog here and there, but mostly speed walking, keeping a really good pace. And we, you know, at one point, Jason's like, man, you're pacing me. Uh, cause he was just cramping up and his legs were cramping up in different ways. And so, um, even on the way up, he said one, at one point he goes, what happens if there's like a mountain lion or something like that? What happens if we see a mountain lion? I said, well, the good thing is all I, all I know I have to do is outrun you. So no, I'm just joking. But, uh, we just, you know, at that point I'm curious to know who <laughs> yeah. would outrun Oh, he you. would outrun me. He would outrun me for sure. Um, but anyway, so we come back down, we see her, the wind's blowing like crazy and we just continue on and we know that the the finish is right around the corner and we're you know counting mile after mile at that point so let's talk about the finish line i had an app that i was following you with beforehand i texted michelle who came if you remember who drew with the chalk on the the murdoch trail and she followed us for about an hour a few miles or however long so i texted her saying hey i don't know if you're still down 
But Chris is about to finish. He'll finish in the next 30 minutes, half hour, whatever. I actually texted a few people and I said, if you can or want to, this is where we are. We had a friend that was following the whole time. She's been like a number one fan, my friend Amanda. And we'll we'll tell that in a minute. But she was like, oh, dang it. We had to put our kids to bed. We totally all wanted to go there. It was so, it'd be so awesome. So who was there was Michelle. She brought two girls that she lives with that Chris and uh, Jason knew. I had some sparklers sitting in my car. And in my subconscious, in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, I'm going to use this for something fancy. And I was like, oh, my gosh, we have sparklers. So we had like two sparklers and we lit them. And um, it was a really neat moment. The flashlight started working at that point. We set up the tripod and it maybe it wasn't as big as I wanted. Like I wanted fireworks and everything really big because it was a big accomplishment. But there was Next a lot time. Of, yeah, but there was a lot of like. This is amazing. And Chris, I think you were surprised who was there. And you were, I think you said hello to everyone, then sat on the ground immediately. <laughs> yeah. And so just the last few miles, like I'm, I'm trucking it pretty good with a good like jog walk. And, you know, Jason is getting left behind. So he jogs a little bit, catches up to me. And then to get to the finish line, I, I just didn't even look back. I was like, I'm going, bro. And he's like, all right, I'll be there. And he, so he was, you know, shortly behind me. And, I have a side note after this in a second, but we get to the finish line and we both just, you know, like there's a couple other people there that Michelle brought with her, a couple other ladies we know. And, you know, we just sat on the ground and just did a little video and a little photo and just, it was amazing. And then Jason was like, Hey, I'm going to get go, like, let's get going. And so we got off the ground and got in the car and uh, Mel and I shared a special moment and I'm sure she'll share, you know, what she got out of it. But the side note is a when before we went in the canyon, I sent Mel on a excursion to get some like Jamba juice and to get one of our favorite meals because I said as long as this is taking me, these places will be closed by the time I get done. And so go get this food. And so she went and got the food. So she had it in the car. So as we saw her in the canyon, we were sipping some good energy juice of good Jamba <laughs> juice and you know drinking it down because it really helped with the sugar and just the sweetness and it was delicious and just not ha- and you know just. You, you look forward to little things when you run all day without any regular food. You're like, ooh, this sounds good. I'd want that for the end of the run, especially when you have no energy and you're tired. And so we got to the end and just – it was amazing. It was, you know, joyful and amazing and it was um, it was awe-inspiring. You know, you just truly see what you can do. And so it took us about 15 hours and I think 26 minutes or about – to finish it and you just go like what you know mel said what else have you done for 15 hours straight you know and like she said we started in the morning before the sun came up and we finished after the sun came to, uh, clearly after the sun came down it was 10 10 something by the time we finished and it, it's just amazing like what what do you do for that long you know like how how much can you exert how much do we have inside how much more do we have than we give out daily to the people around us to ourselves to you know, God to, you know, our family and how much more do we have just left inside that we go to bed still with opposed to just letting it all out. Yes. You can, you can rust out or you can wear out. Hey, it it was really awesome. It was, um, I think it would have been fun to be very excited and jumping around, but I think all of us were a little bit exhausted. I remember, oh, and my, my business my business partner and friend Sarah, Sarah and her daughter came by. You unfortunately didn't see them because you were at a point where you're like, if I can go, I'm going to go. I don't care what, who's going to run with me, who needs to catch up. I'm going to go because I need to go. Yeah, they brought but me she, ice water. 
yeah, she came and she's like, do you need anything? And I said, can you just bring like ice water? We just want like cold, cold water. So she brought a bottle of ice water and they did a little like woohoo cheer for the video, which you'll see. And, um, and they, they just supported and, and she was very emotionally involved and texted along the way. And, um, I forget where I was going with that, but I just wanted to mention that that was awesome. So we had, I meant to mention them earlier too. So I'm glad you did. Yeah. Once again, it was like energy boosts all day to help us. Cause, Oh, I was going to say at that point <laughs> before she came, she said, how are you feeling? And I sent her a picture of my face and like half of it was droopy. Cause I had, I hit a couple times where I go, man, I'm so tired. And it was just a lot of like mental multitasking. I was not running, but I was doing lots of other things and for sure you constantly were. doing something. Um, and so that it was just really neat. So can I can I share this part? Yeah, yeah, please do. So the whole thing of choose your fifty, like you all know, we wanted our our hope and our the why the why we put it out there was we wanted people to go choose your fifty. That's amazing that Chris ran fifty miles because that is extremely hard or that is something that challenges him. What is my fifty? What does that really mean to me? Is it forgiving someone I haven't forgiven for twenty years and we can finally be a family again? Is it starting that business? Is it um, investing in this and that is it I don't know whatever is the hard for someone what is that 50 because 50 miles is an overachievement for for Chris and for us so our friend Amanda who's been following this whole thing um, I did not ask her if I could read this but I'm not going to give you her last name to keep it a little bit more anonymous so if you find an Amanda out there just say you're awesome because it's probably that one so this is where I said we are ending at this park in about 30 to 40 minutes because she said, oh, my gosh, where are you guys? And she said, dang it, we wanted to be there. And this is the text that I read to Chris once we got in the car. And both Chris and I just said, wow, can't believe that just happened. And I said, OK, I got to read you this text. I haven't read the whole thing. So here we go. So I read it and I said, she said, dang it, we wanted to be there, but we already put the kids in bed. I find myself getting all emotional for both of you. I think it's so awesome that you guys have accomplished something so challenging together. I mean it when I say I am inspired by your husband's strength, the love and support you have for each other, just everything. So proud of you guys. I have enjoyed watching you both through your journey. I've been talking with my husband and brother today about our 50. I will let you know what we decide. Congratulations and hugs. And for her to say that, both Chris and I just started crying because it, it was just, it, it's amazing that if we can inspire one family, I mean, in, in addition, there's many other people, people in our family have said, oh, that's really neat. I want to do this. And your aunt decided, like, if you can run 50 miles, I can do the surgery that I've been putting off. And True that. there is there's so many amazing. They're not they're, they're not miracles because they're inspired by what your actions were. So a huge, huge proud moment and just so much love um, that we just we got from this. And it was amazing that other people were inspired. So. Again, we had that buddy Shay running, so you know his. We again we're exchanging miles, so you know we finish around a little after ten. I think it was like ten oh four or something. And I sent him, hey, we just finished. Here's the fifty. You know, here's our results because we're all using the same like running app. And he sends one back shortly after that mile thirty five. And Mel and I, you know, as we were running the fifty, we were talking about like how do we support Shay? How do we you know help him? And so the true cool, the truly cool part was you get in the car and we were discussing like, do we go home and eat? Like then go back to Shay, and we just Mel was like, let's just go down to Shay. So 
we drove down to Provo 20 minutes and you think like, well, you run 50 miles, you both are exhausted, you probably should go home. And There's eat like something. hot food sitting yeah. in the car at our feet. <laughs> yep, hot food, cold, hot, hot food getting cold and cold food getting hot because uh, of the, the Jama juices. We drive down there, we, Mel's like, let's just keep searching for him. So, well, we were going to call him, but I think <clears throat> there was something of we were waiting for calling or something. But I go, we went to his house a year prior. I kind of remember the area. So he turned on his street. I think Chris was about to call him. And I go, Shay, because I, I saw his man bun yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> in the shadows of the night. And so we turn around and he goes, hey, guys. So we talked with him for, I don't know, 15 minutes or so. But yeah, I think. And we just encouraged and supported and said, how do we support you best? And. We talked for a while, and he kind of just told us how it was going for him. And so, you know, he just said, man, just if, if I need anything, I'll reach out to you guys. So we headed back up. We ate some well, food. Okay, wait, hold on. About this interaction with Shay, it wasn't so nonchalant as that sounded. It was very oh. it was very much like, here's my experience, here's your experience. But Shay, before we left, said, this is something that I really needed. I've really enjoyed being around my house because I've been enabled to involve my family. I would go back to my house and my kids would go, dad, how far are you now? And just hearing those words just like made my heart so warm and happy because his whole family was a part of his journey. It was really their journey. And he said a couple of his kids maybe like joined him for one of his legs of of walking or jogging around. And that, that is huge. So although Shay was not with us doing his 50, it doesn't matter. He was mobile. He was where he needed to be because that was his journey, and he, he did it. And, man, if you're a parent, like, what an amazing thing to say. Like, to have your kids go, doesn't matter that dad didn't train like he thought he was going to. It doesn't matter that dad got injured. Dad was the guy that said he was going to go do it, and he did it. Yeah. Like, that is how you show your kids that's how you show up for your kids. That's how you show up and say, man, whatever you guys think you want to put your mind to, I'll be there to support you because I've done it and you can do it too. And so that was really amazing. We had these shirts printed up for him, like Mel said, that I was wearing. And we gave one to Jason and we gave one to uh, Shay for doing it with us. And Mel had one on too. And so, you know, we showed him the shirt that he was going to get if he finished, give him a little bit more incentive. And so he got back on the trail and we drove home and – uh, we ate sandwiches. I took a cold bath, which was terrible. No, I was in the other room. And as Chris is like, I'm going to go take a cold bath. And I was still on the couch, like finishing eating. And I hear him go like, oh, woo, woo, <laughs> like it was, it was so hard. It was just so hard. It was just another hard thing. Like I've taken so many cold baths, especially after all these runs, 20 miles and stuff. But it was just so much more mentally uh, taxing yeah. to do that this time. So anyway, so we I get a sh- quick shower and bath. We... We eat. Mel's falling asleep on the couch. Did I wash, oh, I, what, did I wash your feet that night? Or was it you that did night? wash oh, my feet. Okay. The only thing I remember is I don't want to get in a bed. My feet smell so bad. Um, but I think I think I fell asleep. Here's the timeline. I came home. We ate. You went to go take a cold bath in the shower. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll go in the shower and I'll join and, you. I'll see you later. So T- TMI, right? Tell me more information. So we, I was, she's like, I'll come meet you in the shower. And so I'm in the shower for a little bit after my cold bath. And I'm starting to think. Uh, she probably fell asleep out there because she's not coming in to meet me in the shower. <laughs> so I get out of the shower and I walk out to the living room. And, of course, she is just sleeping. Work. I mean, keep talking. Oh, and she's just sleeping. So she's like, hey, I'm really tired. I'm going to go wash my feet. I said, I'll go get a washcloth and, and we'll wash your feet. So we wash our feet. And the the cool part, the, the whole point of me telling you this is I had to sleep on the couch because – 
I chose to sleep on the couch because I need to elevate my feet just for my knees and my IT bands and all the pain and stuff. And I didn't sleep very well because of the pain, but Shay and I kept texting uh, back and forth. And then he called me because I was waking up about every hour to text him and see his miles. Oh, mile 34, but 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 40, 40, 40. And then he called me at mile 50 and it was just, we just, you know, had a great conversation. It was really great to be there and support him and just see another guy do what he said he was going to do and finish. Okay, so final remarks about the 50. What is your one thing that you'd like to... There's multiple, more than one, but what's one thing you want to say before we end? Uh, When you do things in life, most of the time they don't look like the way you expect them to look, but yet you can still finish and achieve what you want. And that the pain is there to teach you. There is no failure. It's all feedback. And the pain, you know, you should go through life expecting pain because it's going to happen. And then you can learn from it and find out who you truly are inside. I love that. And I would say as as running the event side of it, get a social media manager <laughs> so you don't have to do that while driving. That. <laughs> but it was incredible. I feel like we're a stronger husband and wife because we did that together. I love it. Thank you guys for listening and being along our journey. And um, expect more. Expect more greatness from yourself. Expect more greatness from us because it's coming. This is not. This isn't the end of the journey. This is the beginning of the end. I mean, this is the yeah. The I don't know. This this is the beginning. We'll go with that. <laughs> I screwed that up, but it doesn't matter. Okay, Avery's over and out. <laughs>